0: Alright, training for a half marathon is hard. How many trips from your house to the Seattle Barkery would equal half a marathon for Lupin if he was training for a half marathon?
1: Um, oh, goodness. This so is like Seattle a math Barkley. question.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take your barrel
2: later, Carly. If the wind is blowing at 60 kilometers an hour... <laughs>
0: <laughs> doom do <doo-doom>, doom, doom. <laughs> doom let's snoot snoots boop
2: welcome to let's boop snoots i'm heidi
0: and i'm vero and today we have a special episode we have a special guest on the show she is a dog lover a dog owner she is from seattle and the creator of a super fun and informative weekly dog podcast that has been published for over two years and still going strong. Let's welcome the host of With a Dog Podcast, Carly.
1: Hello. Hi, Carly. Hi, Carly. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
2: Thank you for coming and joining us.
1: How are you today? Good, good. Yeah, it's um, raining today. Surprise, surprise. Seattle. And um, so, but it's it's almost summer. So it was like we had a few sunny days. And then, of course, this holiday weekend was rainy. So, you know, it, it just kind of a little bit of a downer, but that's okay. I've been just hanging out. I've had a bit of a duvet day and just relaxing in bed. I love that. Those are good days, though. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're the best. We were having a quick discussion before we started because Vero and I, and where we are located in Ottawa and Ontario, was under a little bit of an emergency situation with a tornado-like weather event that left our city in rough shape, which is why we didn't put out an episode last week. (laughs) (laughs) God, I can only imagine. When you got no power, you know?
0: Yeah. What a mess it was. Yes. But we're here and we're happy to be back.
1: You're here. I'm impressed. I'm impressed that you guys <laughs> went for it. <laughs> Other oh, than like no power, you know, everything's going down. I Yeah. I'm one of those people that I'm like the slightest inconvenience. I'm like, oh, we should just give up. So. <laughs> I'm
2: like happy to feel normal again. I'm like internet power. Yes. I'm ready yes. to rumble.
0: Yes. You can do laundry, turn on the dishwasher. Amazing.
1: <laughs> it's the little things. Yep. Yeah. Yes.
0: And Netflix. So Carly. Yes. We are very excited to have you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you became a podcast host.
1: Um. Okay. So I love podcasts. I have been listening to podcasts for many years and I um, have been working in the animal field since I got out of undergrad and I, you know, so it was at vet hospitals and animal shelters and all of that kind of stuff. So I felt like I started to amass a lot of knowledge about being a dog parent or just caring for animals. And then I moved to London with my uh, partner and my dog. And we just had the most amazing time traveling with my dog, like all of that. So it was kind of a mix of, I have all of this information that I know about caring for animals and things that to me, I'm, I'm like, yeah, obviously, you know, as a, how should I phrase this? Like, for me, it's little tips and tricks about being a dog parent that I just understood stood and knew from a young age because I worked with animals. But then people would question, you know, they'd be like, Oh, well, what is reactivity? You know, when I would drop that word or something like that, or what's a long line? And I'm like, Oh, like not everyone knows this stuff. And and I was kind of like, wow, it'd be really nice if there was a podcast that talked about all of that and kind of spread that type of information. But then also talking about the life with a dog part, you know, traveling together. And, um, you know, as I say in my little podcast intro, the 2 a.m. potty breaks and stuff like that. So um, I guess it started with my Instagram. I just like was documenting my life as like a shelter worker and then um, kind of transitioned it when I moved to London, was more of like traveling with my dog and stuff. And then when I moved back from London to Seattle, I was like, I want to start a podcast and, and like pursue this more. So awesome. That's kind of like how I got there <laughs> a roundabout way. But yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It.
0: It's all the little things that like, yes. you don't think about when you're getting a dog. Like you said, yeah. like the 2 a.m. potty breaks and just the little things that, you know. I think when people think of getting a pet, it's, like, they think of all, like, the cute little things that are going to happen and how wonderful it's going to be and they don't think about reactivity. Um, yes.
2: The work that's involved yes. in, like,
0: training, like, um, a puppy or even bringing
1: a new dog into your home, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it just – and so I think – that's probably one of the reasons that I've never gotten a puppy because I'm like eyes wide open, like oh my god, it's so much work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I could never. <laughs> um yeah. But yeah, it is. It, it there's so much more I think to being a dog parent, um, as we all know, than just the cute Instagram reels and like you know just like the fun big times. But there's like yeah. a huge yeah, like you said, it's like a gap like in the knowledge and
2: like there's it. it spreads into so many different areas of be like being a dog owner and one that i bring up like quite frequently on our show is even like the products that you buy for your dog so going out like i told the story in one of our first episodes when we were talking about like leashes and collars and stuff like that and going through all the different ones and what you use them for and what it's helpful with and what to try and the train, like when you walk into a pet smart and buy a prong collar, there's no instructions for use. There's n- nobody even there to really help you like fit it properly, mm-hmm. which are like, yes. it's a huge, it's literally a requirement for the proper use of that tool, but there's like nothing there for, so like, I-, I agree with you. It's like important to spread information in whatever way that you can about like all these things.
1: Yeah, and think about all of the money, at least I know I I have, that I've wasted just buying different products, trying to find Mm -hmm. something that works, whether it's a harness or like a, you know, digestive supplement because my dog (laughs) has like a super sensitive stomach and just like all of that until I finally figured it out and I was like, I wish someone had told me that I should have done this from the get-go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. On that note, um, can you tell us about your doggies?
1: Yes. <laughs> so Lupin and Albus, um, those are Harry Potter names uh, for anyone who's <laughs> like, those are weird. Um, so Lupin and Albie is, is what we more uh, call them. But Lupin is my OG. He's my old man. Um, probably like my you know whatever that term is that people eat, like heart dog or like soul yes. dog kind of and yeah, yeah so he's you know got him when i was 23 and um he was probably like 4 at the time 3 or 4 and so it was a rescue but he's a purebred american foxhound and is just like the most gorgeous dog in the whole world. Someone called him a gentleman the other day because he, now he's old and he's like all gray in his face. I was like, "That's the word. That's perfect." He is. He's like this old gentleman. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he is, and he's a big boy. Um, he's he's pretty tall. He's about the size mm-hmm. of like a greyhound. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, he was my first guy. Now he's eleven or twelve. He's had so many medical issues oh, throughout no. his life. He's had tons of emergency surgeries. He's uh, He has Addison's disease. So I have oh, to no. give him like an Steroids injection stuff every like month yeah. and a yeah. steroid every day. Yeah, so <laughs> he like completely put me through the ringer <laughs> as a first-time dog mom. Um, <laughs> on top of that, he was um, – when, when we first got him, he was very uh, behaviorally not great. Um, yeah. He was very fearful. That's what I should say. So he didn't have any like – super big issues but it was just like he came from a hoarding case like out on a farm and had only like he had never experienced life with humans yeah yeah so it was like everything was new to him and he would get scared at everything and he was really just a big gentle giant but um yeah so we went through a lot of those hurdles like behaviorally then we went through all the medical hurdles and um yeah but he's also brought him to london with me and was like he's just such a trooper was he your first dog yeah okay yeah first dog um because i i you know at age 23 was like look i work at the vet and i work at you know (laughs) animal shelters i can totally take this on like this very regressed dog like yeah he was very like thank goodness for them for you know willing to take a chance on me adopting him um But yeah, so he was the first and then yeah, moved internationally with us and back and just such a trooper. Like yeah, he's he's such a good boy. And then um got Albus in May of 2020. And Albi's like the golden child. Anything that Lupin put us through, like <laughs> Albi would never, basically. <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's just like came to us already. I mean, he was we think about like five years old. Uh, when we rescued him, he's a coonhound mix. And, um, yeah, just, like, you could tell he had a harder life. Like, he has a couple, like, holes in his ears and, like, half of it's missing. He also has a lot of um, buckshot actually still in his body from, like, no! from hunting. And he has, like, like a, that? a wound. Yeah, like a shotgun <gasps> wound in his, like, don't know oh. what the history of it is because he's still very, very much loving. Like, he is the yeah. biggest snuggle monster, loves every single human he meets. Every animal he meets, like, Aww. he's all good. Who knows what happened in his yeah. history, but he is just, like, the sweetest. He's so eager to please, you know. He's he's that typical, when you yeah. hear dog, he's like, yeah. dog, basically. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> like, he sits when you tell him to, like, all of that. Whereas Lupin is, like, you have to convince him. Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> so. a little bit more uh, coaxing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um yeah, they're they're two really good boys, hound dogs. Um, pretty lazy, which I like, and mm-hmm. independent, which I also like. But uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're good boys. And did you get them? Like, I know you you re- rescued them both
2: from the shelter that you were working at, or different organizations, or were.
1: So Lupin was. It was a shelter that I interviewed at and didn't get the job, but I was <laughs> so in love with these dogs. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I was I was uh. Interviewing for a job that was, um, it was for like a kind of like animal investigative Mm -hmm. enforcement type of thing. And, um, so you kind of like go out and investigate like animal cruelty cases. And I think they were like, we're not going to put this 22 year old blonde (laughs) girl with no law enforcement experience out (laughs) onto the field. (laughs) I was like, okay, fair, but can I have a dog? Um,
0: We so, did not select yeah. you for the position, but here's mm-hmm. a dog. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. If only, if only every every job <laughs> application could go that way. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna propose that for my line of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Lupin was a. It was called Posado Safe Haven. They're north of Seattle here, um, and they do great work for uh, all animals, so all species, farm animals especially, and so they're really awesome. And then Albie. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I, like, pride myself on being a good judge of, like, rescues and shelters and all that kind of stuff. Everything seemed very above board with this one, but I- <laughs> they have, like, zero online presence,
2: <laughs> which oh, is slightly man.
1: concerning. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, I really hope you we were just, like, taken off the street <laughs> and, like, shipped <laughs> up to Seattle. Oh, but, man. Um, yeah, he, he – uh, as I said, yeah, everything seemed really above board. Like they did a thorough adoption <laughs> history, application, yeah. and he was with a foster family and stuff. And so he had come up from Texas, which is pretty common. We get a lot mm-hmm. of shipments up from Texas um, to the Pacific Northwest. And I specifically wanted a hound dog, and so that's why I. It, they're you know obviously a bit harder to find up here. So um, yeah, so he he was here, and he was the first one. First dog that we went to look at when we started looking for our second dog and yeah. <laughs> Ended up being a good choice. So why why do they ship a bunch of dogs up from Texas? Is there a reason for that or Yeah, it's uh one, it's like overpopulation down there. Okay. And then up here, um the adopt like the adoptability of dogs is just a lot higher. Oh, okay. For whatever reason. Um and yeah. So that's oh. for whatever reason I think I mean I should rephrase many shelters throughout the u.s do a lot of transfers th- like amongst each other throughout the u.s mm-hmm. exactly and just so, to like spread out the volume and like yeah spread out the volume yeah even spread out the breeds too you know oh, okay. california has like tons of pit bulls and chihuahuas maybe they kind of are like hey we have only these two breeds in the shelter <laughs> yeah, can right. we send some to you in new jersey or like whatever and yeah okay. so some shelters kind of have that relationship that's cool Cool. Mm -hmm.
0: So Carly, what is your favorite (laughs) and your least favorite thing about being a podcaster?
1: Okay. This is actually something I've been grappling a lot with lately. I, about a month ago, I celebrated my two-year podcast anniversary and, um, which was very exciting, but I was also, I've been trying to make sure I reflect on like, how do I want to proceed and what do I want to do differently? And so the best thing about the podcasting by far is the interviews. So sitting down and talking with all of my guests, whether they're just a fellow dog mom or a professional, you know, like a groomer or a veterinarian, it's just connecting with the people is like, that's my favorite thing. Like just sitting down talking to you guys, the fact that we're, yeah you know, like I've been able to talk to people in Australia and the UK and just like, yeah you know, around the US and it's just really, really fun to... Sit down and have that connection with them for an hour, and I mm-hmm. I just love that. The other the stuff I don't like about podcasting is everything else as far as like <laughs> advertising the episode on social media, and then it's like all the chore work. It is. It's the yeah, chore all work the and the background it's, stuff mm-hmm. yeah, that people don't like, know
0: is going on. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> and you think it would be easy, but for whatever reason in my brain, it just doesn't. I'm like I just want to interview, and I edit my own episode. So um, at, uh, that used to be a part that I just absolutely hated. I've gotten it down a little bit better nowadays. So I'm okay with that. But I just want to like do the interview, edit it, and then post the episode. And then I want yep. billions of people to find it magically. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, I have so many listeners. Yeah. <laughs> people are enjoying my podcast.
0: <laughs> could, could everyone just take a listen, please? Like
2: I
1: put a lot of work into this. <laughs> It was actually really funny. The other day, um, I reposted an archived episode, not really archived, just one that had been done. Um, I think it was fall of 2020. And, um, and so I reposted or I re-uploaded that one just a couple of weeks ago because I was kind of on my vacation and it, went, it was one that I thought people would really enjoy. And it is one of my highest downloaded episodes like of the last six months. And I'm like, guys, I did this almost two years ago. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like so bummed kind of about it because at the time it didn't get many, you know, listens, obviously, because I was still growing. But then I reposted it and it got so many. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. like, it's, <laughs> So I think it's like sometimes that feeling is like the marketing and the, yeah, why didn't mm-hmm. this episode do as well? I thought it was amazing. And yeah, just those kind of emotions, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And realizing all the like algorithms and like Instagram and all that, like the more you post, the more you show up, the more people see you. It's just, it's like you have this like fire underneath you where you're like, okay, I have to post. And I know like um, for us, like let's boop snoots. We've been doing it for fun. Um, Initially posting a lot, then, uh, you know, I was in school, Heidi's in school. So (laughs) it kind of, we kind of got away from the social media and I'm getting back into it. And already I'm seeing like, more listeners and more people. And it's just like, that's just amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. how social
0: media just helps you grow. And big time it's like a mm. must
2: like I find like in like the media like like no matter what you're doing like because I had like I went to a theater school like high school so a lot of my friends like pursued like theater afterwards and I remember like even and like I was pre like the smartphone and the Instagram and the Facebook and like all of that right but like all as they aged and were are still pursuing like like the theater life or whatever even going for an audition they were asking like how many followers do you have like on your Instagram or how many wow. friends do you have on Facebook and stuff like that so I think, like in the whole like me- entertainment sort of like arena, that the social media is definitely like it's it's it comes with the package. Like you, mm-hmm. you have to put in like the the work to that aspect of it, and even like with a lot of the other trainers, like solid canine training, like they're starting to offer. Like courses and information sessions on how to run that part of your business and how to grow it and stuff like that. So even like people are starting to incorporate it into their own separate niches. I find so yes, the social is real.
1: It's, it's real. <laughs> it is real. And it's, it's I. It's such like a love hate because yeah. I find most of my guests on there. You know, mm-hmm. I come across their page. I'm like, that's so cool. And and then the other, and I connect with a lot of my listeners, of course, through DMs and comments and all of that but then the other thing is like the fact that you have to post something every single day as yeah. you were saying it's just like oh my goodness it's more fun when it's like
2: you uh, like take a super cute photo of your dog and you're like oh this is gonna get like a ton of likes <laughs> and like you're excited to like post it but like yeah when it's like part of like your business aspect and it's like more like chore work like it's like, okay I gotta find a photo for this okay I gotta post this by Wednesday okay I gotta like it's like it sort of takes the uh excitement out of it at a t- yes yeah Yeah. exactly yeah um so what do your friends and family think about you having a podcast um
1: I think I mean overall everyone's pretty supportive or if they're not they just don't say anything because you know I'm a grown adult and (laughs) and I think they're kind of like all right you know if that's what you want to do but when I first started it there was definitely a lot of maybe not a lot but a few people slash family members who were who were like how do you make money at that? And you know like, what is a pot like how do people yeah. find you and that kind of stuff. And so I did have to do a little bit of explaining how it all happens. Um. And then, of course, pandemic hit mm-hmm. right as I started the podcast. And so I kind of just put all of those details on hold as far as like making money and trying to get the name out because, I mean, and you guys probably know, but like podcast listenership went down significantly because no one was commuting but then also people starting podcasts skyrocketed. And so it was it was kind of hard for a little bit because I think my initial hopes for the for the podcast um didn't quite hit the mark. And it wasn't necessarily just for the just because of the pandemic. But, you know, I was like a year in and then those same friends and family were kind of like, so is it working? You know, I'm like, well, like the podcast is going, and I'm loving it, and all of that. But you know, at the end of the day, people still come back to like the money question, and and so <laughs> I think that's sometimes a little bit hard to field um, from friends, friends and family. Yeah. But otherwise, everyone's been like really supportive as far you know, listening, and even my grandma listens and <laughs> and tries to keep up with all of it and stuff. So yeah. that's been just so sweet, like everyone's support. That's awesome. I find like, like we work like in healthcare. I think we mentioned it
2: a couple of times before mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, whenever I find it's like, it's like a very separate, like way of life, right? Like, scientifically, like rational, like beings who probably listen to podcasts like on their way to and from work, but mm-hmm. they're like, you have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like what I get a lot of the time. They're like, "You have a pod," like, and then they're Same like, "When do? You, when do you have time to do this?" And I'm just like, "Every Sunday," like, <laughs> and, and just sort of chat with them about it. And then like, there's the
1: um,
2: my mom, who whenever we are in public together, like, and sometimes we hit up like a, a pet store, we run into somebody with a super cute dog. She's like, "And this is my daughter Heidi, and she has a podcast called Let's Boop Snooze. Do you want me to write it down for you?" And that's she's so like, mom, great. Stop. <laughs>
1: that's awesome, <laughs> awesome. yeah uh, yeah that's that's definitely the thing people are like you have a podcast and then and then you have to be like it's a dog podcast and yeah and no one I feel like people rarely know how to react to that maybe if it's a fellow dog mom they're like oh that's super cool but I think yep. what comes to mind for a lot of people is just me like sitting on my couch talking about my dog or something and I'm like that's that's not or some kind of PBS, you know, kid friendly <laughs> doo-doo doo do, woof, woof like kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Squeaky, <laughs> <laughs> squeaky. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, sometimes describing it, especially to new people, is kind of is yeah. kind of hard. I think it's also sorry, I'm gonna go off on this tangent. Different people like different types of podcasts, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really interesting to get a lot of feedback from friends and family of what I should do with the podcast. Because, oh, okay. You know, my listeners would be like, we want longer episodes, you know, 40 minutes, we want we want an hour or something like that. And my mom's like, you should cut it down to 30 minutes. And, you know, <laughs> and so it's just like everyone likes a different type. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just like really informational, you know, quick 30 minute informational type of things. Other people like the two hour fun comedic, Yeah, you know, let's go on a journey kind of thing. So it's, um that was kind of, or it still is kind of funny when when people give me recommendations or suggestions it's always welcome but sometimes it's like mm, I don't know if that's my style but thanks <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah I find so too yeah It was like it, there was even like there was one uh, it was funny because when it came up like when I was at work there was this like one physician who's like a straight like business like sort of dude or whatever so like he approached me afterwards and he's like so uh you have a podcast about dogs and I was like yeah and then now we talk dogs all the time because he got this new black lab and he shows me his dog photos all the time and I'm like
1: this is awesome (laughs) that's great that's
2: awesome yeah Yeah. that's interesting I haven't gotten feedback from anybody I haven't me neither but uh, But that's
0: okay uh,
1: yeah do do that? that's great we we'll just keep doing our thing and my family's very good at giving feedback oh. i could send them your way they're, they're very I gonna, good i was gonna say
0: <laughs> feedback is welcomed yeah <laughs> so carly you mentioned interviewing for this like investigative position um you also wanted to become an animal rights lawyer tell yes. us more about that
1: back in the day um the time that I discovered I wanted to go into the pet or like animal industry was probably like midway through my undergrad. I, um, you know, as most college students, didn't know what they wanted to do with mm-hmm. their life. And mm-hmm. and that was me. And so I was just like, what do I want to do? You know, I have this like biology major, but I don't really want to become a scientist. Pre-med started looking a little like, <laughs> I don't know about that either. And, and so um, I was just... Yeah. I, I started taking some animal behavior courses and just loved them. And so I started taking a little bit more like on the zoology track um, for for my degree. And at the same time, I started volunteering at the Oregon Humane Society, which was not far off um, or not far away from, from my university. And it was just so amazing to volunteer there and I got involved with the um, investigative unit that they have. It's actually – oh, goodness. It's, it, their department has a specific name that I'm going to botch. I've actually even interviewed them about this, and now I'm <laughs> forgetting <laughs> it. <laughs> but um, but basically, they worked with a – they had an attorney on staff who was, like, the animal rights attorney, and um, they would investigate the cases, put all the evidence together, like this department at the, at the shelter, and then, since it's usually a – public case, it would then be taken by like the public defender um, or prosecutor uh, to court. And so being involved, volunteering in that department was just like so empowering, the work that they were doing, because not only would they, you know, investigate these cases of animal cruelty, but they would also be rehabilitating those same animals in the shelter at the same time. And so it was just so powerful to see kind of like the before and after of a lot of these dogs and or do you have like animals. an example
2: like is this like like people would report like hey I'm, I'm noticing this like at this house or whatever or like a house full of cats and it smells really bad and is yeah. was it this type of stuff
1: yeah exactly it was it was like animal cruelty whether it was like actual you know physical abuse or it or it was um you know some kind of like hoarding situation and um And this department really was the leader and is still one of the leading um, units of, like, animal cruelty rehabilitation as well as, like, Investigation and stuff like that in the country, and wow. I just happen to have fallen <laughs> into wow. their lap. That's you know? awesome. And uh, yeah, they're actually just opening up a um forensic unit as well as part of their new facility. And I know, oh, e- everyone there. listen, go listen to the, my episode with them because they're yeah, okay. they're amazing. Yes. Society. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that it was just yeah, it was, it was a lot of um kind of seeing the before and after of a lot of dogs that you know may have been horrendously physically abused or it could have been you know maybe they just weren't being very well taken care of the the owners fell on hard times Mm -hmm. you know and then they got like a plea deal of or something like who you know it was kind of a whole range of things and so then I fell into not working with but kind of I got a lot of resources and got connected with a lot of other organizations that do the same work so like the animal legal defense fund um and then also the, I believe it's Lewis and Clark uh, Law School in Portland, they also um, have one of the leading like animal rights law programs in mm-hmm. the country. I think the other one is in Vermont, I believe. And so, yeah, so I kind of just got involved with all this stuff. Lo and behold, then, you know, I got out of my undergrad, already had a lot of debt, um, was kind of still waffling. So I did not end up becoming an animal rights lawyer. I had a lot of people tell me, like, that may not be what I want it to be. You know, I had these grand designs of, like, helping, like, the world's animals. And, um, <laughs> and you know, but when it comes down to it, the realities of being a lawyer itself is a lot of paperwork. And a lot of that kind of stuff that I was like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I if that is what I want to pursue. So I took a beat then found just working at a shelter was was something that gave me that same sense of empowerment and and love and i was able to kind of express those interests just working in the the animal industry in general so okay i
2: have i have i have to ask this question i have to i just absolutely have to I would love to go and work at a shelter. I would love to work with, like, you know, kids in a certain capacity and stuff like this. But I feel like my heart would be broken, like, every day. Like, how (laughs) do you work in a shelter and not come home with, like, 20
1: dogs? (laughs) You know, it's it's so interesting. I think I would feel very differently if I was a volunteer versus an employee. Mm -hmm. So... And I think you guys can probably relate to this in healthcare. It's like you just do the job yes. kind of. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you don't see like all of the other stuff of and, – and, of course, you still get super excited like, oh, so and so's going home. They've been here for months or yeah. roll your eyes when yet another person comes in like, I want a puppy. And you're like, oh. OK, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Like, you know, no judgment for anyone who wants a rescue. But but, you know, you, you or a lot of families are coming. I want the midsize. Yeah. You know, three years old. Good with <laughs> kids. Good with cats. Good with everyone. You're like, well, oh, OK. <laughs> and so. um,
2: not so dog. Think,
1: yeah. I think there's there's sometimes I'm not going to lie. In the animal industry, you can get a bit jaded and um, and lose that love for people Yes. And you can get a little bit of a black, kind of dark sense of humor as well. Yes. Um so yeah, I think I think it's probably very similar. You know, one of my best friends is a NICU nurse and um does amazing work, but I I'm the same way. Like I'm like, oh, like the babies. Like, <laughs> yeah. how do you just not like your heart doesn't mm-hmm. break every yeah. day? She's like, you you just do the job at the end of the day. And, and yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how it is. But I think if I was a volunteer, I would have a harder time because I'd just be going in there with like a heart full of love being like so what is the difference between like a volunteer working and then like an actual
2: shelter work like i I can imagine some of the tasks are obviously different like you're not going to ask a volunteer to like give meds and stuff like that like are you or or no yeah yeah
1: no exactly um every shelter operates a little bit differently with what they have their volunteers do um Mm -hmm. most of the time the volunteers are walking the dogs um sometimes they do like light cleaning of the kennels but it's not like the big clean um and you know there's a ton of laundry a ton of meal prep yeah you know just cleaning of the facility in general kind of like keeping it nice for for the people for all the patrons walking in stuff like that they also at my shelter they would help people find you know oh you're looking for rufus let me show you where he is down this hall or that kind of thing um So it's a mix of behind the scenes as well as on hand. You know, sometimes they'll just sit in the kennel with a dog if they're a bit scared or maybe they're not eating, kind of just like hand feeding them or something like that. So that would be the volunteer in my experience. The employees do all of that, but like to another level. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, they like if you have like a Parvo case they're doing like the full-on bleach and behind the scenes and Uh they're intaking all of the animals doing all of the paperwork registration giving the vaccines um checking for microchips things like that um Uh so like my day usually what it would look like i'd go in at like 6 a.m we'd clean all the kennels while the volunteers were taking them out for walks at the same time Uh so it's kind of this like nice symbiotic relationship so you know, volunteers got the nice thing of just like walking the animals, yeah. and I'm there like, You're, like mad, sweating like, cleaning like, and like yes, <laughs> yeah, like oh great, this dog apparently you know had <laughs> diarrhea everywhere <Yeah>. last night. <laughs> yeah, so like doing all of that, and then at like noon we would switch over, and that's when the shelter would open, and then I would be front facing with the customers, kind of just helping out. Um So that was kind of like adoption advisor job, and then. I moved into a little bit more like program management stuff as well, which was more like intaking and and working with people who were finding looking for specific animals and stuff. Okay. I was gonna ask. I'm, I feel like I'm focusing on this a bit too much. I just want to ask you this so many fun, fun like, ads, Carly.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I never get to talk about this. So yeah, feel free. <laughs> like, did they like did they have like educational programs and stuff like that too? Like, I know that ours does here, like in our city. They do like summer camps for kids and stuff where they teach them animal safety and like those type types of things as
1: well. Yes, so they do. Um, they did have, or they do have stuff like that. That was actually I interviewed one of my at the shelter I worked at, a uh, Animal Educator, gosh, I think it was episode like five. Um okay. it was yeah, it was such a such a great interview with her. And um we so they do have those kind of programs. They have like events and outreach. And the shelter I worked at also had a wildlife component. So there was oh, like nice. a whole other facility they they worked with them. Ooh. So yeah, it was I mean, as I said, bit of a dark sense of humor. <laughs> or and you can get a bit jaded, but those are we called them like the people of the carpet land because they <laughs> were in the part of the office that had carpet <laughs> or part of the facility that was allowed to have carpet because obviously we were on hands with the dogs who were muddy and were messy ourselves. And, yep. you know, you get like dog food smeared down the side of your <laughs> jeans. At least you hope that's what it is. And you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so like the educators and the events, you know, program people and outreach and stuff, they got to be where the carpet was (laughs) and we were like (laughs) on the you know vinyl floors
0: (laughs) I love that (laughs) amazing
1: But we all got along and stuff still like we Yeah. yeah everyone was still on on good terms oh that's good
0: yeah um so Carly what advice would you give someone who wants to start a dog podcast
1: oh goodness um I would just say one go for it Do Mm -hmm. it, you know, like if if it's something you are interested in, I put off doing the podcast for years and it's one of, I don't want to say it's a big regret, but it is something that I think about a little bit and kick myself about. Just like, oh, you should have just done it. You know, it didn't have to be perfect. You should have just started. And because I wanted to, I had the first, the idea for the podcast in 2018 and then didn't start until 2020. And so, um, you know, that's how... Yeah, you know, I was busy with other things in life at the, at the time. So it was okay. But I, yeah, one, just like start, go for it. Two, I think, you know, just like we all three are sitting here is focus on community rather than competition. And, mm-hmm. you know, so don't look at other fellow podcasters or specifically dog podcasters as your competition. There are other people just enjoying what they're doing and trying to put something out in the world, and like more of your niche is never going to be a bad thing, you know. More mm. people having these great podcasts and talking about them is is never going to be a bad thing. And so I think that's something that I would probably um, tell people too, because podcasting can be very isolating. You know, it's great to connect with guests and stuff like that, but it can also be very you know if you're editing your own episodes and trying to market and stuff like that um mm-hmm. it can be really hard so yeah that's what i would say just go for it do your research if you want to start a podcast in general personally i love buzzsprout they have a lot of resource resources for first time people and yeah two community not competition absolutely and,
2: yeah i so. i agree with you on that and we we've been like so lucky so far and that like anyone we've reached out to has been like, sure. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so I don't know if it's <laughs> just like so dog nice. people who are like cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I've always, I'm so surprised. Same thing. Like I'm like, Oh you, yes. Really? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I
0: know when I was trying to come up cause my boyfriend had a podcast and I was like, I want one too. <laughs> and it was just like, what am I like, what would be my topic? like what would be the podcast about and I thought about dogs for sure but then I started researching and I'm like well there's already so many but then as you listen to the different ones they're all like a little bit different and they bring something different when you yeah. listen to them so yeah exactly just
2: like make it your own Exactly. Or even, like, a different perspective on the same topic that's something that maybe you didn't think of or whatever, too, right? Like, that's what is, like, the most awesome about having discussions and interviews and reaching out and talking to all these different people is, like, it's like, oh, cool. Like, you, like, (laughs) learn, like, a lot. Like, uh, in one of our first episodes, we were talking about the different, like, areas of specialized training for dogs. And a friend of mine from, like, elementary school is, like, training her dog to be search and rescue dog. And she like had all this information on her page she guided me in the direction of this that and the other thing we never ended up hooking up for like a time to like actually podcast or whatever but she was like so grateful in all the resources and i didn't even know and she was telling me about this like new area where dogs can uh, sniff in water like do water searches so they put them on the edge of a boat yeah and they can and like judging like using like physics and other scientific whatever when the dog barks they look at like trend like water trends and stuff and can find like bodies and stuff like that like further up the way or whatever and I was just like that's insane how cool is that that is so cool How cool is that so you just like learn like so much more to you I find so I Mm -hmm. truly agree with the community aspect of things
0: yeah big time yes agreed all right it's a rapid fire question time (laughs) okay we're gonna put Carly in the hot seat just a little bit
1: I (laughs) will try not to go on my long tangents So with all of our guests, we
0: at the end of the episode, we have a few um, fun questions to ask. Um, so here we go, Carly. Okay. So at the beginning of your podcast, you've described Lupin as handsome, lazy, and stubbornly happy. Now, over a hundred episodes later, if you were asked the same question, would you still say the same?
1: Oh, goodness. That's such a good question. Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's... He's the same. He's been the same since day one. He's just You could yeah, add still gen- so gentleman to it. <laughs> yes. A handsome Hoppy, gentleman. gentleman. His, <laughs> the handsome has slightly aged. So he's, he's he's still just absolutely adorable, but he's now he's got that little frail, like old man look to him a little bit more. But um lazy? You know what? Actually, I would take back the lazy. He's always been lazy until I, I thought he was supposed to be an old dog and he was supposed to be like tired and not. <laughs> like, but he has been so active, which is obviously something I'm very happy about. But um, but yeah, he's been very active these last couple of years. And I'm like, that's good. I thought, yeah, like, it's very good. He's very healthy, which is which is yeah. great. But I was like, what? I'm just like, what is this? What? Why are you jumping on my bed at 6:30 in the morning? Like you've never done that in your entire life. Like now you've decided. So um, yeah, that's that's funny. I think it's. I think my only guess is it's Albie. He has a bit of extra competition and pep in his step. Mm. Um, you know, in the house He's now, keeping so. him young. Yes, which is which is one of the reasons we got Albie. So mm-hmm. it's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you recently ish bought a house. Congratulations rough guess if you could how many clones of albus could you fit inside your new house
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness okay
0: i wouldn't even know where to start but
1: no i wouldn't even know but the only thing that came to mind is like the clones of albus would probably only be willing to sleep on like a comfy bed or a couch or a chair so like (laughs) rarely we'll find him sleeping on the floor gosh forbid um (laughs) so so now i'm just thinking of all the places that that the dogs would go uh let's say let's say like 40
0: all right nice
1: yeah
0: (laughs) all right the next is a riddle a blend of bold, rich, infused with a tangy and bittersweet minty flavor. What am I?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Can you repeat it?
0: A blend of bold, rich, infused with a tangy and bittersweet minty flavor. <laughs> what am I?
1: Is it dog related at no. all? Oh gosh. It's just, what? it's just something.
0: It's uh, something you mention that you really like.
1: That I really like?
0: A mint julep.
1: (laughs) Oh, I I mean, I love mint chip ice cream. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I was like, oh gosh. Barrel dinner. It could be anything. It could, yeah. It could be literally anything. Me talking about food. All that right, a good if one. The,
0: <laughs> if the sorting hat from Harry Potter had to choose one of the four houses, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, <laughs> and Slytherin for Lupin and Albus, which houses would they be?
1: Okay. Albus is definitely Gryffindor. He's that like yeah. good boy. He's your man. All-American vibes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, quarterback kind of kind of guy. <laughs> kind of dog. That's that's him to a T. Uh, Lupin is going to have to be like Slytherin or Ravenclaw. I don't. He's just Mm. hes very smart, but only in a very self-serving way, which makes me think Slytherin. He's just, like, he's not smart enough for me to be like, sit and he'll do it. Not in that way. He's smart as in, like, I'm going to Go get mom when Alby's sitting in my seat. Like yeah. you know, like it's like yes. things that it's are just cool. very self-serving. So I feel like he's probably Slytherin, but um, <laughs> but I think that's what I love about him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yes. he's a little conniving. Yes. I, I love that. Yes.
0: <laughs> London is such a different place than Seattle, from the culture to the lanes that you drive your cars on. Is it true there's a two-ton troll living underneath a Seattle bridge?
1: Yes, in yes. Fremont. I have a picture, I think, way back on my Instagram, probably like 2016 or 17, of Lupin with that troll. Oh yeah, in, oh. in Seattle. Yeah, it's it has like the old fi- Instagram filters on it and everything. <laughs> it's very <laughs> like moody. <laughs> um, yes, big old, big old troll um, in in Seattle, Fremont Troll. I should go back there. I've been in my little b- bubble. Lately, I haven't explored Seattle very much. I've never even heard of, of this years. troll. I'm loving it. Yes, yes, it's uh it's like carved, kind of like in an over under an overpass, mm-hmm. kind of. It yeah, it's like a funky, weird Seattle yep. thing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> I have to go see it mm-hmm.
0: when I go to Seattle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, word on the street is that you have a thing for Hugh Dancy. Could you rate these Hugh Dancy films from the worst to best? A lot of emphasis (laughs) on the Hugh Dancy scenes, if you know what I mean. (laughs) The Jane Austen Book Club, Confessions of a Shopaholic,
1: and Ella Enchanted. Ooh. Am I rating Hugh Dancy in each of these, or am I rating the movies? Let's say Hugh Dancy. Okay. Now that I think about it, maybe they would all be in the – they're all very – I love a rom-com. So they're all up there. Jane Austen Book Club, though not really a rom-com, some for some reason has a special place in my heart. I don't know why. I'm originally from Sacramento. It was uh, set and I think filmed there. So maybe that's it. Slash I love Jane Austen. But um, yeah. He, so probably Jane Austen Book Club, Ella Enchanted, Confessions of a Shopaholic. All Unchanted was amazing. It was. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I feel like, yeah, as I said, Jane Austen Book Club I, is yeah, top. But then like Isla Fisher and Anne Hathaway and the other two, you know, like those are like even, I feel like. yeah. So um, everyone's going to judge me with the Jane Austen Book Club thing. I feel like <laughs> like putting that on top. The, the other two are very good. But for some reason, that one is just like a, a comfort movie. I mean, it's got Emily it. Blunt. It's, yeah, it's, it's a yes. good cast. Yeah,
0: I'm the worst at remembering movies. So I feel like I've watched these, but I don't remember. Like, you can ask <laughs> Heidi. Like, I don't remember any <laughs> scenes from any movies. It's awful. We'll have to rewatch.
1: After re- it's like a new movie every time. <laughs> yeah, do- <laughs> that's actually really nice. Yes. I-, I feel like I've run out of rom-coms lately, like yeah. good ones, because I have yeah. just watched them all too much. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Training for a half marathon is hard. How many trips from your house to the Seattle Barkery would equal half a marathon for Lupin if he was training for a half marathon?
1: <laughs> um oh goodness. This so is Seattle like a math barking. question. <laughs> 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 Take out no, your <no>. marathon later, Carly. <laughs>
2: If the wind is blowing at 60 kilometers an hour.
1: <laughs> These are great. Um, I think Seattle Barkery is, it's a drive, but I would say it's only a few miles from me. Probably like three, maybe. maybe. even like two. So there's a lot of, we can go a lot of trips. I think two is probably the max that Lupin would have. Two and a half maybe miles is about the max Lubin would ever walk at one point. (laughs) So So he's doing the 10K. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's (laughs) definitely going a little less. But yeah, so we could we could do quite a few quite a few there and backs. You can get a new treat each time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) A little slower every time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With the treats. Um being a Marvel superhero fan, if Iron Man. Thor and Captain America were to be recasted as dog actors. Which
1: dog breed would play them? Oh my goodness! Ooh. Okay. Okay. This is this is hard. Okay. I feel like I mean the golden retriever has got to be Thor. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Just, they look you know <laughs> yeah. they look like that and and they often do like the funny things. I feel like um, Thor out of all of the superheroes has has really good like comedic timing and, and his movies yeah. are a little bit funnier and stuff too yeah. um, or Chris Hemsworth in general just has a yeah. great yeah comedic time- <laughs> timing Um, and then Chris Evans so Captain America I feel like that's what I think of when I say like Albie like he's the quarterback like he's just some kind of like mutt mm-hmm. but just like all-American mutt quote what about unquote? like a German <laughs> shepherd
2: sense? Ooh, maybe a G. That chef. could work.
1: Yeah, I, that could work. Or like a
2: lab, like a German Shepherd lab mix, oh, yeah. a mutt.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. Like that's what. Yeah, some yeah. kind of like mix mutt thing that just looks very like I can do it all. I'm Earnest. athletic, but I'm also the family dog. And yes. yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. Um, Iron Man. And Oof. then R D J. Oh my goodness, Iron Man. Um, because you have to, you have to get really smart breed. Yes. They're also pretty good looking. Like they also have. And also very, very like cocky too. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to figure out. I have an answer for this one. I
2: want to hear yours first though. Oh gosh.
1: Wait, no, I want to hear yours. You want to hear mine?
2: Yes. I was going to say, I was going to say Doberman.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. I was just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Like strut their stuff kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But he's also a
2: little bit funny too. I don't know what I don't know if Doberman's are funny per se,
1: but
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Hmm. It is a tough one. (laughs) Doberman.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it. We'll stick to
0: it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So our last question is kind of like one of our boop or snoot game. So boop is yes, we like it. And no is boop. we turn our snoots up to it as a snoot. no. <laughs> okay. So you've recently rebranded your shows. So here are some doggy daycares in Seattle. Can you give a boop or a snoot if you approve of these names? Okay. Dog City Club. Um. Simple?
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it, I don't know. I feel like a snoot. It, it's a little, I don't know. Is snoot <laughs> like blah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little blah, but I'm sure do- they do great work. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> It's kind of like, is it creative or it's not creative? Still works, but yeah. maybe not yeah, as Yeah, it cool. works.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Dogtopia of Harbor Steps.
1: Of Harbor Steps, Dogtopia. I like Dogtopia. That's, mm-hmm. that's cute. Yeah. Boop. It's cute. I feel like the branding could be cute. A little like, I'm picturing like a city of dogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, boop. Lazy dog, crazy dog.
1: <gasps> I like that one. Yeah. 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 That's that's a boop. Yeah. That's cute.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Tails a wagon, dog and cat in.
1: Tails... Okay. They tried. They, they <laughs> tried to get the rhyme in there. Um, I, I, would, I would have to say a snoot though.
0: <laughs> Dogs day out. I like that. That's, it's, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's like I, short. I think that's a boop. good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, you know the, like you get the gist of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Growlers Seattle. Oh.
1: Okay. I kind of like growlers. It's kind of funny. But... <laughs> I like it from the point of like Seattle is obviously really big on their beer and there's a lot of craft brewery stuff. So you get a growler, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I like that aspect of it. I also sometimes get really nervous when people make light of like dog reactivity, like growling, Mm -hmm. you know. So like, (laughs) but obviously, when it's a name of a business, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of like,
0: and I don't know, like, what the business is. Is it somewhere where you can bring your dog and
1: have Have a beer, beer? (laughs) maybe? Yeah, then it would be like, because then it would be really good if it's like (laughs) a, yeah brew pub slash dog sitting. Kinda, so depending yeah. on the, depending on the, yes. <laughs> the
0: company. Uh, bones, hugs, and harmony pet care. Uh, oh no. <laughs> that is, that <laughs> they, is a, they sound like, <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: a boot for me. I'm sorry, that's but like I love bone thugs. and harmony. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That was like a nineties, like jam, man.
1: <laughs> like Oh,
2: that. Okay. Hugs. I see that. Bones, hugs, and harmony.
0: And Harmony Pet Care. Oh my god, I love it.
1: <laughs> it's a, a book for me, folks. It's a snoop for me. It sounds like they call their dogs, like, fur babies or something like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's too, um, it's like almost too cute. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Welcome to Bones Hugs and Harmony <laughs> Pet Care. <laughs> yeah. All right, next one. Strut the pup. <laughs> Strut the pup strut
1: the pup that's yeah that's, that's okay cute. yeah it's a it's a boop yeah boop yeah yep. yeah it'd be cute if it was like a grooming salon yes or something mm. i'm picturing like, or, or a dog the runway
2: oh yeah maybe yeah that works too i was thinking more oh, yeah. like a, a dog walking service strut yeah. the
1: pup that makes sense yeah both
0: work mm-hmm. central bark
1: oh i like that like central perk <laughs> yeah kind and, of is my and guess do you know what yeah. i think
2: we have one called that here in our city too because oh. I remember driving past it and being
0: like, Clever. Nice. That is dog. clever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yep. Boop. boop. Fuzzy Buddies, Dog Daycare, and Dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd say Snoot. It's probably. a Snoot for me, Dog. Yeah. It's too long. <laughs> <I> snoot.
0: <laughs> and our last one House of Rough.
1: I like that. I like yeah, that. I like one. that. Yeah. Boop.
0: Boop. Yeah, boop. Boop oh and that's it N- naming things
2: is hard naming dogs is hard naming your dog podcast is hard like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
1: I Name. love yours I think it's like it gets the word or it gets the the message across but it's not anything that I've like seen before either see I wasn't
2: like, like and I wasn't sure because people don't always like not everybody's familiar with the terminology of like booping the snoot like blo- like boop the yeah. snoot. so like some like even like my mom right like she was like what Let's snoots, boops, what? Like she couldn't get it. (laughs) So so we'll see, but. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much again for joining us. I think that wraps up this episode. Carly, like we super appreciate taking the time to come and have a chat with us. It was a blast and a half. I'm definitely going to go back and listen to some of those episodes that you mentioned because they sound super interesting. And thank you. Yeah, well, thank you both.
1: Yeah, thank you guys so much. It was so nice to to connect with you guys. And thank you for letting me go on my tangents and (laughs) talk about everything. Yeah, it's so it's really fun sometimes to be on the other side of the mic and be like being interviewed being a guest. So thank you so much for that opportunity. And it was nice to hang out with you guys for a bit.
0: No problem. Thank you very much. You can find and listen to Carly from With a Dog Podcast on Spotify and iTunes, and you can also follow her on Instagram at, at with a dog podcast.
2: Join us next week on Let's, Let's Boop Snoots. Boop.